welcome to my podcast let's talk agriculture so like i promised we'll be having guests and podcasts and today i'm keeping my promise and right now i have with me mr bernardo anand a founder and ceo of stacksat incorporated material seas yonder communications group and a chairman of novatero bioagent his educational background in chemistry, marketing, mining, and electronics led him to segments and to operations in agriculture, telecom, and defense. He has been involved in projects ranging from blockchain food tracking platform, food waste prevention, agriculture inputs, and crop monitoring systems development. Besides AI-based fintech infrastructures, as a service system, it writes about startups, agribusinesses, and venture capital in Europe, Latin, and Asia. So, Mr. Bernardo, please can you say hello to our listeners out there? I'm sure they would love that. Hi, Sharon. Thank you for having me, and hello, everybody. It's an honor to be here. Thank you very much for joining us. Okay, so let's just go straight to the point. Yeah. So what can you tell us about um, digital agriculture? I'm sure there are lots of persons that might just be hearing this for the first time or don't really know what it is about. So I don't know if you could um, give us a brief about it. Yeah, uh, summarizing it in a, in a very short description, uh, digitizing or digital agriculture uh, follows a trend in all um, other segments of businesses where you have uh, not analogical business anymore but if you can digitize something then you have more data in order to adjust it to improve for improvements or in order to show this data to third parties like insurance companies, uh, credit uh, and loan uh, providers, banks, um, partners in your own um, production chain like agricultural inputs, you know, seed producers, uh, trading houses that are, you know, the off takers of your production. And uh, in agriculture, this begins to be more and more important because then you have how to how to compare parameters that you, you couldn't previously compare between producers, between um, farms and between, uh, you know, even equipment. So whatever uh, we can do for digitizing agriculture means that, for instance, in Africa, uh, the farmers wouldn't have to go through all the the steps that, uh, for instance, we went in South America in four decades, and they could just skip in um, to the to the latest technologies, just like Africa did in um, in the cell phone revolution, in the smartphone revolution. Instead of having to put, you know, the whole Africa with the uh, landline uh, phone landlines infrastructure, uh, you, you guys went directly to to the cell phone, uh, and the adoption was massive and. Uh, you know, the economy boomed and uh, so uh, participation in democratic uh, elections also uh, got improved. So digitizing or digital agriculture is mo- is about all this in, in summarizing. 
Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I believe that this is very clear enough and I'm glad we were able to break it down to this point. Um, do you think this um, digital agriculture would be beneficial to the rural farmers or how do you think it would benefit the rural farmers considering everything that they are, they are faced with? Yeah, I, I can give you examples in, in Africa itself and in, in Brazil where it's our main uh, market. Um, there are, for instance, insurance companies that have micro uh, meteorological stations spread it over, for instance, Kenya or Uganda or Ghana, and they uh, they automatized and they put some artificial intelligence uh, engines in their in their um, platforms, which um, tells them the the account managers of the insurance company that okay the it rained a lot more than it was forecasted so we need to clear and liberate the insurance uh, premium to this and that farmer in this region so the farmer doesn't have to be proactive in going after the insurance company and filling in hundreds of forms and then you know falling in cases that uh, he would not or she would not have the insurance paid back by the you know the the premium of the policy but rather it's more a pa of a passive uh, behavior that is allowed and the system itself uh, adjusts it against um, weather conditions and gives them the well the money that they need to to recover from losses of let's say heavy rain flood and etc so this is one example the other example is if you can monitor your crops in a way that uh, you know exactly the points in the in your fields where you have problems you can do this through drone you can do this through satellite um, you start to get a better uh, a grasp of uh, how productive you are, what are the real problems that you're facing this season, and this gives you and your commercial partners uh, a much more realistic approach to improving productivity and to improving the quality of your uh, output. Okay, okay. Thank you very, very much. I'm so glad that the rural farmers will be able to benefit from the way agriculture is going now, which is digital. And I really hope that we have people that would want to really focus on the, the uh, rural areas because they are the major, major people if you want to look at it. I mean, they play a very vital role. And if they cannot be equipped with digital agriculture, moving to a whole different level, then I don't know. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get something about that. But uh, I have just one last thing to ask. I'm sure my listeners want to hear this one. Okay. How do you think? Um, how do you think that digitizing agriculture will help the transaction to petrochemical inputs, to biological and decentralized crop production units? That's I. That's a good question. I, I, and, and very well, I'll try to make it very uh, summarized uh, because I, we could be talking about this for one hour. Um, yes. The digitization of agriculture will 
or is already uh, supporting and helping the transition of petrochemical inputs agriculture to biological inputs agriculture um, in a way that when you have the numbers in front of you you just it's just crystal clear that petrochemical input based agriculture is not as sustainable as biological input based agriculture so the transition is much more incentivized to the farmers and also to the off takers or the buyers of your production um, you need to have measurements you need to have numbers and that's where the digitization or digital agriculture uh, comes in with all the measurements and monitoring of the crops and livestock uh, this helps a lot instead of discussing about beliefs and uh, you know uh, leaps of faith you go into the numbers and you see that it makes more sense for you as a farmer uh, to have more production to rely less on multinationals uh, doing you know many of uh, producing the petrochemicals uh, that many times will just provoke erosion and provoke other bad things to your soil and instead you're creating a biome in your soil that will capture carbon it will retain it in the soil in the root zone it will uh, you'll be able even to to sell carbon credits to you know to um, to companies and to uh, stock exchanges in Europe and in North America and so it's another revenue that comes together with uh, turning your your property into a biological farming rather than a petrochemical farming agriculture and all this needs digitized agriculture to to be implemented so that you can show numbers and you can show how much carbon you have in your soil how much carbon you captured from one season to the other irrigation all, all this plays a part each on the um, on this beautiful transition that we are witnessing in uh, south america and, and africa well this sounds like a, a very interesting part of, and i'm still hoping that we'll be able to have you to talk more about this because like you said this this might take like uh, over an hour so if you want to actually go into it and talk about it yeah so hopefully we should be able to have you again to talk about this particular um, question i think it's something that a whole lot of people would like to hear carbon and and all so uh i'm really grateful for you being here this is this is actually amazing having someone to uh share with and that's actually an amazing time i look forward to honestly i look forward to having you again and i'm sure my listeners would definitely want to have you again but uh for now we've come to an end of this episode thank you very much mr bernardo uh it's really a great pleasure having you here and i really thank you sharon really thank you and it will be my pleasure being here again thank you very much thank you all bye bye thank you bye cheers ciao